Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Welcome back. Yay! I, there's so much to do this week. We have we have such a packed show. Yes. Number one, and most importantly, happy anniversary. Is this the show anniversary day? No, it's not the show anniversary day. It's a much more important anniversary day. It's a 27-year anniversary day. The most important anniversary the show could possibly have, other than its own birthday, which I guess is whenever Batman v Superman came out. So, 27 years ago. Yeah, there might be something like this! Ah, oh, fuck, I gotta turn it up. No. <laughs> Shit. How's well, that also, for I, anticlimactic? I was also gonna put it in in post, but for your sake. Well, now it's just, you sound foolish. I do. Oh, God, yes. 27 years, baby! I thought it was an important announcement. No, it is. Okay. 27 years. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Stop dancing. I'm gonna punch you. I don't know how you usually let this clip go on for. Um, I think it's the funniest thing I've ever done. And uh, get ready for that throughout the show if I can find ways to squeeze it in. I haven't pre-planned them, well, but I'll find a way. Happy anniversary. Do I? <clears throat> does, the question is now, do I try and thwart your attempts at this or do I encourage your creativity? What's wrong with me? <laughs> the list is long <laughs> and distinguished, much like my Johnson. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and let's go to the news. No, no, no. <laughs> what What just happened? Why was that a thing? Why did you do that? Why did you ruin something good? Well, you gave me... There were two options. Like I said, I could either thwart your attempts at this and ruin it, or I could encourage and uh, maintain your creativity. Well, I, I'm so excited to watch our subscriber count drop. Oh. What was... Jesus Christ. That's a line from a movie, by the way. Oh, what what is on the side of your face? Is that dirt? Probably. I don't know. I haven't looked what? in a mirror. <laughs> Why is there dirt on the... It looks like a dried kind of growth under your beard. But because I was playing basketball like... in the driveway that's kind of muddy. But why Why would the basketball, your right-handed, be on your left cheek? Maybe it had an itch. I don't fucking know. Okay. The hostility. It's... Jesus Christ. What's All wrong right. with me? Oh, I got a lot of things for you. <laughs> Come closer and I'll punch you. Nope. Um. Hey, I finished watching Wolfpack. It's a little after the finale happened, but oh, yeah? I finished the show. And? Weird. It's okay. All right, so my not continuing down that path was not... It felt like, without spoiling what the finale is, like, it kind... It's one of those things, like, it, it does end on a cliffhanger for basically every character, mm. but at the same time, it also just felt like it kind of stopped. Like, not like a get ready for season two. It just kind of ended, and I don't fully understand the rules of this world, and it's also like you could feel the budget on this like in a big bad way, not like in a Jaws way. Like, oh man, like we're hiding the shark until the end. It was more like we're hiding the werewolf because we clearly don't have the budget for it. And every like all the four characters that are going to be our main werewolves sometimes will get a set of prosthetic teeth and some CGI glowing eyes. Ah, it's I I like it, I guess. But so- there's it, it feels weird. There's also like this. Our main villain is revealed, and I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't seen it, but it's just like, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a surprise or not, because there's a couple of lines of dialogue that happened before like the the primary showdown where I just go, oh, okay, it's this. And I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a mystery or not, or if it was supposed to be 
it was blindingly obvious, and I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be obvious or a mystery, so that was confusing. So my question to you would be this. Did you get enough Sarah Michelle Geller? No. Okay. Is that possible? Can you ever get enough Sarah Michelle Geller? No. Okay. Did you get an adequate amount of Sarah Michelle Geller? Was your did the Sarah Michelle Geller itch get scratched for you? Enough, I guess. I don't know. Just it ended kind of weird. And like there's this one guy who has like literally when I say a handful of scenes, I mean like two, maybe three. And then he shows up at like at the very end of the last episode, like he's wearing like a leather jacket and he has this axe that's built to destroy werewolves. It's like the silver coated thing. I was like, and it was so dark. I'm like, is is that the guy that was in like two scenes? But is that what we're doing? Is is he our badass now? Okay, cool, I guess. I guess a silver axe, is that the same as a silver bullet or is it just silver in general? Yeah, I mean, like the rules of this world are not well defined. I'm just, I'm asking you as the resident expert on the paranormal um, dealings of werewolves. I mean, yes, that's traditionally what's done with silver. I mean, um, do you ever see Monster Squad? No. Um, Great 80s movie, probably a bit underrated, like didn't quite get the recognition it deserves, but like they literally blow up a werewolf in that movie. Oh. Not with silver. And the thing just like sucks itself back together. Like limbs are all over the place and they literally just like shoot back together. Oh. And he also get hits in the nuts, and one kid goes, "Werewolf's got nards." Sounds like a movie I'm not gonna seek out independently. It's a great movie. Monster Squad is great. Okay, then uh, I, Dracula I calls like a four year old a bitch. All right, now it's we're talking. Awesome. Monster Squad's great. Great eighties movie. Yeah, I don't know. It it was just it was pretty good, but ultimately kind of unfulfilling. It's kind of where I land on it. It's like all right, but the, the way the final episode, like it, like it did a pretty good job of like setting up the last episode. I'm like, all right, I can't wait to see where we're going from here. And then the last episode just kind of stops. Doesn't really end, just kind of stops. I'm like, oh, that's it. We're done. Okay, cool. Are you? I guess is it enough of a cliffhanger to hook you into next season? I guess. That's like, not very strong. If I if I remember it's on, I guess I'll watch it. Well, but you I, I'm okay. you know I'm not like beating down the door waiting for it to happen. All right, I respect that. All right. That's it for that. All right. You ready to jump in the news? Let's jump in the news. Let's just dive into that sweet, sweet news starting after this theme. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. You ready for some Star Trek news? Well, no one saw you do that. And also, yes, I'm going to force you to do this. Good goddamn. Like, there are three shows that got new bits of news. Uh-huh. You have to watch two of them. Okay. Like, I'm going to force you. I'm going to, like, sit you down, like, punch you in the head repeatedly and force your head to watch a television but screen, you, like, Clockwork Orange style. But if you punch me in the head repeatedly, I'll be dazed. I won't remember the show, so I can't talk to it with any effect. No, no. I need. This is going to be straight up Clockwork Orange. I'm going to pry your eyes open so okay. you're screaming, like, not lovely, lovely Ludwig Vaughn. Oh, that's what we're going for. I think here. we'll all be better if you never do anything like that again. You ever see that movie? No. I'm sure you haven't. No. You uncultured fuck. That's true. That's, I am many things, and that is one of them. Strange New Worlds is going to be premiering. Season two will be premiering in June. It has been renewed for season three. Yay. Ah, all right. You would love that show. All right. I. How many episodes in season one? Ten, I think. Maybe, right, maybe con- less. And you said season two starts in June? Yeah. So at the conclusion of Picard, I'll just continue my it's, weekly Star Trekking. It's incredible. You would... It's so good. All right. Lower can I, Decks. Can, going, I, can, I, I, can I finish Picard before I do anything else? I think that's how they're laying it out. All right. Well, no, season one exists. Like you, like, Well, just the way they laid it out. It's like there's basically Star Trek is never stopping, and it's just one show at a time. All right. Lower Decks is back in August, renewed for season five. Love that show. Hilarious. All right. Prodigy. It's okay if you don't want to watch this one. It's uh, 
I can accept it if you don't watch Prodigy, but like All right. Strange New Worlds of Lower Decks, you have to watch. They're right. so good. All right. I will accept not watching Prodigy. It's fine. Okay. Coming back in 2023. Is that what my This is 2023 says? right now. I'm just looking at my own handwriting. I think it says 2023. That's sad when you can't read your own handwriting. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad on a regular basis. But yeah, this is all great news. You have to watch Strange New Worlds. Okay. I will watch Strange New Worlds after Picard. You would and I'll watch, love it. I will watch season one, and that'll lead right into season two. And I you will be really, able to- You would love Lower Decks too. Like, I do love, I do love good humor. And I love Star Trek. These are great shows. Here's a little bit of news that wasn't supposed to be news. It was uh, tweeted and then deleted. Uh-oh. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, they're, go- they're filming season 12 right now. Or I guess they're done because one of the producers sent out a tweet saying like, hey, this is the last shot from the last season. And uh, that was up for about three and a half hours. Then it got pulled down. Oops. Yeah, three and a half. Because that was not supposed to be news that was out there. But yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending uh, after this season. Although you certainly won't find an official release because, oops, that producer wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, I love when people just have a little slip of the tongue. It's crazy. That show, like, it, they're only going into season 12. That show's been on for like 23 years. That's a long time just to be, sometimes, yeah. sometimes Larry David will just take a seven-year hiatus in between seasons. Very, very, very good. It's pretty. Okay, pretty. Oh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, sometimes there's just like multiple years in between seasons. It happens, but yeah, uh, mm. Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending after season 12. There has not been an official release, but whoops-a-daisy from a producer. Yeah, that's not a good, that's a, that's a bad oops. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I was like, oh no, and then like I retweeted it, and like 30 seconds later it was deleted. I'm like, tweet does not exist. I'm like, is this my fault? That's why when you want to, <laughs> that's why you screenshot things, you're like, oh wow, this is important. Yeah, I mean, I love Curb, like I've, you know, I've enjoyed larry david stuff you know since the old seinfeld days literally like i've been enjoying larry david programming for my entire life and yeah it's, it's kind of a bummer that curb is ending but 12 years most of them are pretty good i can't complain yeah hey here's a weird surprise Ooh, is it a big surprise or just weird um or is it big and weird it's surprising well that's what a surprise usually is if you're gonna label something a surprise main resident sister of our state Liv tyler is back in the mm. marvel cinematic universe oh good for her since first appearing in The Incredible Hulk and never since then. She's back. Oh, okay. Fully back. She is going to be in Captain America 4. Really? Whatever that movie is called. I forget. I don't know what that movie would be called. New World Order. There you go. There you go. That. Yes, that one. Yes. Betty Ross is returning as Bruce Banner's probably no longer girlfriend in Captain America New World Order. Why not? Everyone else, like kind of big and obscure has come back like yeah sure it's you know been since 2008 but welcome back uh Liv Tyler oh well you know we like Liv Tyler we like her a lot main native we knew someone that went to high school with her we do know someone who went to high school with her who says that basically um her reputation was having the mom that uh fucks rock stars I mean that's exactly what happened she she is the daughter of Steven Tyler of Aerosmith I mean they're Based on what um, I was told from, I refuse to call her a friend, acquaintance. <laughs> You've always had it out for them, though. <laughs> no one else will care about that joke but you. No, I appreciate um, it. But yeah, I, I don't think Steven Tyler was the only one based on my on-the-ground investigative reporting from 10 to 15 years ago. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, she's back. Whatever. Um, There were some set photos released of her at a probable funeral that had uh, Sam Wilson in a cast, so he's going to get all dinged up in whatever this movie is. Well, I mean, I mean he doesn't have the same super strength that Steve had, so... I can't imagine they're going to kill off 
because her dad now is Harrison Ford since um oh, fuck what was the name William Hurt since William Hurt passed and Harrison Ford is taking over the role. I can't imagine they're going to bring in Harrison Ford just to kill him off immediately. That'd be weird. That would be very weird. Yes. So probably not him, but yeah, she is back. She's at least going to be attending a funeral. We'll go from there. Hey, Zack Snyder's back in the news. Oh, no. Is it good or bad? Uh, Yes and no. Okay. On his part, yes, I think it's fine. He is going to be uh, hosting an event that's going to be screening his three DC movies. I guess he has four, I guess, if you want. Or he has five because he has 300 in Watchmen. But like his three, like uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, he's going to be screening the three of those movies uh, with all the proceeds going to charity i didn't write it down well that's excellent yeah it, there's nothing bad about that but i'm not an anti Zack snyder person by the way no neither am i he's done stuff that i like he's done stuff Th- 300 is a fantastic movie 300 is good i like 60 percent of watchmen his dawn of the dead remake is pretty good like he's done stuff that uh, i've said this up and down a million times with the show like man of steel is a pretty good movie it's just not a good superman movie i'll probably say it a hundred more times Yes, considering that there's Superman news. But the weird thing about it, and it's it's not him. Like the fan base is so weird. Like there's this poster release, and it's um, an updated image of the Superman statue that we saw in Batman v Superman of uh, like his memorial. Mm-hmm. And people, this is where I was just like, this is why people make fun of this. This is why this shit is stupid. Like it's Superman, and in the original image, it's Superman like. One, like, he's in the statue, not even Superman, the statue is, like, on one knee with two closed fists, and the image got updated with, like, his hands being slightly open. It looks a little more dynamic. I I like the image better, but people were like, oh, look at this. On his bottom hand, he has three fingers closed, or he has two fingers closed, because there have been three movies, because there was Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, and he has two more to complete his story, and in his raised hand... He has five fingers open, meaning that Netflix is going to buy the rights to this and complete his story. I'm like, and this wasn't one post. This was multiple posts coming up with like this insane batshit theory. I was like, this is why people make fun of you. <laughs> Sorry. You're in the business of making everybody mad today. <laughs> like, this is stupid. You're so stupid. This is meaning like this. This poster saying, hey, we're doing this charity event doesn't mean shit. You're weird. I appreciate people liking things. I appreciate people loving things, like feeling passionate about whatever. Like if it's sports, if it's media in any form, like whatever. Feel passionate, but be normal. Just be normal about it. Says the man who used to do frame-by-frame breakdowns on YouTube of trailers. I did that for this. Fair enough. Then I stopped doing it because I got annoyed at it. <laughs> I'm just saying, you you did you did do the but, deep but it wasn't reading like, of the tea leaves. I wasn't. I have never like put like this is my identity it's a good point my identity has never been defined by anything i'm interested in i mean i would disagree you've you're for the longest time you loved booze and women and comics and <laughs> okay i like how <laughs> booze was first <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I was going alphabetical booze comics women you said booze women comics well now i'm going to go alphabetical <laughs> to cover my ass but it was just, and it wasn't one post. There was a couple. It was just like, just be normal about this. Like, look, I know you want your thing to continue. You got the win with getting like this four hour cut of this movie in a really fucking annoying like aspect ratio. I forgot that I had watched that. That was a long fucking Do you remember movie. that aspect ratio? We're, yeah. Oh my God. That's so annoying. Like you got something like brought it from the ashes and 
everyone at Warner Brothers thought it was going to satiate you, and then you just continue to be annoying. Yeah. Just appreciate something in a normal way. I can't do that. I'm not possible. <laughs> I'm not. I'm impossible. No, I've seen you appreciate things in a normal way. I re- it's true. I mean, this is this is a positive memory of how you like you took your fandom. It's true. And there was just a thing that happened. There was one year. I don't remember what year it was. You could probably tell me the year. Okay. Uh, we were at your house. Mm-hmm. and My house or my apartment? House. Okay. So then in the last seven years. And we were watching the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's true. And, and they lost. They did. That happened on a couple of occasions. And like it's your favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And you moved on in about 20 seconds. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the that day, that was a normal reaction. Like, this sucks. I'm not happy about it, but I'm not. I'm not I, doing anything beyond like this sucks. And we, you moved on, and that was it. There well, was there, you, there was no like. Well, you didn't no. see us. You left the house, and then I got <laughs> bombed, drunk, and yelled at the wall, and cried. <laughs> okay, there we I go. Sobbed into my Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> so I guess I bad example then. Like like the scene in Ace Ventura where he just fakes and pukes into the toilet and then lights his clothes on fire and sits in the shower and cries. And comes out of a rhino's butt. That was Ace Ventura when nature calls. Different movie. <laughs> but I mean, that's just something like there was something that you love, that you've loved forever, and something bad happened, and you accepted it, and you moved on like immediately. Yes. That is a normal reaction yes. versus like, well, look at this hand hanging down here and this hand up here. This is clearly meant to be like we're selling the rights to Netflix. That's never fucking happening. That's like, that's people who like look at the cover of Abbey Road and be like, oh, Paul is dead. He's not wearing shoes. <laughs> that that just annoyed me. I was just like lit- looking at Twitter reactions and I hated that it was like multiple posts. If it was just one, I'd be like, whatever. But then there was a couple like, there's like, there's like red circles and arrows pointing. I'm like, you people are fucking idiots. Yes. All right, so uh, there's that story. Sorry, got mad at that. Ooh, let's move on to the fun news. Jonathan Majors. Uh, I was waiting for you to bring this up. Uh, how panicky are the people at Marvel? Although um, there's some interesting, conflicting reports that are coming out. Yeah. Now. So the way I'm going, I'm going to approach this as um, what we know, and there is certainly stuff that is. There are some conflicting reports. Jonathan Majors was arrested uh, last Saturday. For an alleged... Ooh, good job. I was going to say, your new favorite word in this segment is alleged it's, or it's allegedly. True, it is. Um, it is alleged at this point uh, for domestic abuse violations against his girlfriend. Supposedly, this... take This is not necessarily fact. Supposedly, this was about um, a, a dalliance with another woman. I, I hesitate to even say that because that's not... We don't know if that's true or not. Like, we don't, that's certainly, don't take that as fact. That's just part of what's out there. Um, there have been some conflicting reports. One is saying that uh, she called uh, 911 the following day after the incident that happened in a taxi where um, there was some strangulation. And there's also reports saying that he called 911 concerned about her well-being. Mm-hmm. And, but when the police came, like, just part of the protocol is if there is a domestic abuse allegation like uh, that they need to bring someone in. I don't. And then there's also um, his legal team saying that they have video evidence uh, and witness testimony saying that this is false and that she is in the wrong. There's also reports, and I will be very clear about this. There are reports saying that she recanted what she said. That's not official. Yes. That that has been said. There is nothing that is definitively like black and white on that if that actually transpired about her recanting it. Do not know if it's true. That is out there. I am I'm not taking a side on that whether it's true or not. It's out there but it's not confirmed. 
and honestly like like this dude has had like probably like the highest rising star in hollywood in the last couple of years oh yeah and you hope it's not true and it's not because it's like oh man like what will this do for kang in the marvel cinematic universe like i don't give a shit about that like they've recasted before they'll recast again with stuff it's more a case of like you hope the individuals in the situation are okay like you hope that he's not abusing women if he did abuse this woman i you know hopefully there are consequences to follow but a very i want to put it out very clear like we don't know yeah a, a yes or a no like it it certainly looks bad but we don't have the facts yet and, or we have what's out there but that's there's nothing conclusive you hope it's not true again mostly because i don't want people being abused but if it is then you know fuck the guy but if it's not true then i hope he is proven innocent i think the the major the two major pieces here or three like you said number one you know this story needs a chance to breathe to let the the truth and the facts of the matter come out and and let the legal process and everything take its course hopefully you know if there are victims that those victims get the the justice that they need and deserve and the healing and the help and if it's found to be false allegations that you know they're able to make things better make things right i mean this is always a delicate situation when you talk about physical abuse and assault uh, and things of that nature but one thing that kept hitting kind of pinging my brain about this situation is by and large Marvel has been very, very, very fortunate to not have something like this with a major star happen. Like we see and we've been seeing and talking about everything that happened with Ezra Miller and and their problems and their things that they're working through and the legal issues that they have and how Warner Brothers and DC have had to navigate that. Really, I mean, yeah, the Joss Whedon stuff, but that's... Replacing a director is way easier than replacing an actor who is a major, major keystone to the next phase. I mean, his character name, Kang, is the title of the next Avengers movie, The Dynasty of Kang. Like, so for, you know, you say that Marvel's recast in the past, but they have not had to recast a major villain. Like, he, like, Kang is the villain for the duration of this multiverse phase. So, but that's, that is all secondary to the real life, you know, events going on surrounding Jonathan Majors. Like that's so, you know, I'm not saying that, oh my God, Marvel, you've been so lucky to not have this happen before. And I, how are they going to deal with it? That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is like everybody needs to like take a deep breath, find out what's going on. And also, this could have some impact on the timeline which again is secondary and irrelevant for what Marvel would want to do because you're not going to start filming things or piecing story pieces together if you're not certain about your major star, your major star villain, what their legal status is. I mean, something that I've learned, this is kind of slightly unrelated to Jonathan Majors, whether or not these allegations are true. Uh, something that I've um, very clearly learned with things that I like within the last 10 years, mostly because of access to the internet, which I wouldn't, it's a positive in the sense that like stuff gets out there, but like if you like anything long enough and you pay any attention to behind the scenes stuff, you're going to eventually find a way. It's like, Oh, someone fucked this up and was ruining it for me. (laughs) Like that's, that's unfortunately part of the game now, not a part of the game. It's not, 
I, I don't want to treat it as like an inevitability, but it almost kind of feels that way. Like you like something, eh, well, you're going to eventually find out some way that someone fucked it up. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the classic phrase. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. But again, I think the, the key component here is everybody needs to let every, the court of public opinion is so fast to make judgment. I mean, he could be innocent or he could be guilty as hell. Like, it's or it I, could be somewhere in the middle. I Who knows? Some, but. I saw some tweets floating around about people being like, everyone like in the New York theater scene has known about this for years about like how awful he is. And we were just waiting for someone to come forward. And there was a couple of those. I was just like, I don't, I don't know how to read these. Like, I, I, but I wonder like how much I, I think it would be the answer would be a lot, especially given everything that happened with Joss Whedon after the Avengers movies. How very how careful that you know Kevin Feige and Kathleen Kennedy and everybody with Disney and Marvel how carefully they vet the people that they are getting involved with their movie franchises because it is storytelling on a grand arc and a grand scale that you're signing these actors to multi picture deals that you want to make sure that this is like lockdown ironclad that okay we've got a quality person here who's not going to do anything to derail the train. Meanwhile, you've got the Flash movie for DC, and I think the Marvel sees it. The Flash movie with DC, they're the star of the movie, Ezra Miller, not doing any press. Yeah. I mean, in back of the day, like Marvel never would have hired Robert Downey, or they wouldn't hire Robert Downey Jr. today if he had, you know, hadn't had his star rising through Iron Man. Yeah. Which I'm using as a segue to the next story. Ooh, How okay. about that? All right. Because Robert Downey Jr. is supposedly being eyed. Tell my adapters. I'm fidgeting. Robert Downey Jr. is supposedly being eyed as the star of a Vertigo remake. Oh, that's not. Oh, that's the. That is a Hitchcock movie. That's a Hitchcock movie. I almost like not some of the airplane, but that's South by Southwest that's or North by Northwest. There you go. There we go. Other oh. direction. I was thinking tropical and also uh, different leads. You're talking Cary Grant versus Jimmy Stewart. Yes, I'm not going to do my Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, you did it last week, and it was ooh, babe, Clarence. Come closer. Come like no, no, a foot closer. No, no, I'm not. How many times has that nose been broken? Several. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> uh, I contend otherwise. What's wrong with you? Yes. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're also lazy. Yeah, uh, supposedly a Vertigo remake is in. The, I mean, it, it is in the works with the Robert Downey Jr. eyed in the Jimmy Stewart role. And my reaction to that is like, no. Don't do this. It's a fantastic movie by one of like the greatest directors conclusively of all time. Slapped. Ah, caught Sla- it. It's, I still slapped it out of your it's hands. Sure you did. You caught it on the ricochet. I did catch it on the You the got ricochet. the rebound. Thank God. I did. I'm always I'm always on the rebound. Just padding those stats. Yes. I don't want to see a Vertigo remake. No. It's a near perfect movie, except that one time where um a clear dummy is thrown off that rooftop and it's just a dummy falling by camera. But beyond that, it's a near-perfect movie. To fuck with this? No. Because remaking Hitchcock movies always goes so well. I think you're crazy. It's like one uh, Gus Van Sant remade Psycho. In Gus the Van 90s. Sant's a pretty good director, though. That was a shot-for-shot remake of Psycho, except you saw Anne Heche's butthole versus you didn't see Janet Lee's butthole. I have not seen the remake of Psycho, so... Well, there you go. That's what you get. It. That's the like only new addition is Anne Heche's butthole. Right. It is a literal shot-for-shot remake with Vince Vaughn. And Anne Heche's butt. Hole. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't put the butthole in there. No, no, you, you didn't, but still. All right, couple 
small bits of news. Um, Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Ranger, has responded to why she's not the 30th anniversary. Why is that? Uh, well, she didn't fully clarify. Uh, she put out a tweet just saying, like, hey, stop saying that I didn't do this for money. Maybe in my 50s, I didn't want to put on spandex. Maybe I didn't want to go to New Zealand to a month. Or maybe it's just none of your beeswax. Could it be all of the above? But that's more Could of the, be. it's none of your beeswax. Yeah. All right. I, I don't falter for that. Like, I, I respect it. Sure, you're not part of this. Like, you have your own reasons. That's fine. Like, and I, I do appreciate, like, I do like that she, like, spoke up against, like, people being like, she didn't do it for the money. Well, she's, no. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah. You know, like, it, it's so, I like that she kind of, like, took control of, like, her own, like, narrative around this. Mm. And, um, obvi- uh, Jason David Frank is not in there. Um, oh, I mean, I, b- this was filled, uh, before his suicide. And also, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy that was the, the Red Ranger is not in there. Uh, because of legal troubles that he's in around um, some financial stuff where he might have been scamming people. Oh, that's not good. I don't know. Look it up on Wikipedia. I, I didn't really look into it that hard or care. But like, oh, why isn't he in there? Oh, legal trouble where he can't leave Texas. That's real bad legal trouble when you can't leave Texas. Like when your punishment is to stay in Texas. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I you know, it's fine. Whatever. Like, let her do her own thing like be happy with what you got if she has her own reasons for not doing it that's fine yeah like i'm not too worried about it and last little bit of news Mm. uh it came out this week that the we covered this on the show i think yes uh the ninja turtles last ronin story is being adapted into a video game a got a god of war style video game so will not be a multiplayer because you know everyone's dead but michelangelo yeah it doesn't make sense for you to like play dead characters yeah i don't know i mean ninja turtles have a pretty good hist not like a it's not flawless, but they have a pretty good history of video games, whether it's the old days to the new day, like current kind of stuff. Overall, like it, it's a franchise that has done well in our uh, video game entertainment. So sure, why not do your God of War style? Michelangelo is sad because everyone's dead. All right, there you go. And that's the news. All right. So we're going to move on from there. Weird comics to, facts. To weird comics slash books slash other media facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Because we're talking about Mandalorian this week, we're going to be talking about Boba Fett. Remember having a Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi? Yes, I remember that. Han Solo went, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. And then he just kind of hit him in the back and yeah, he fell him the down, to the, yeah, yeah. down to the Sarlacc pit. Yes. Well, then we saw in Book of Boba Fett how he escaped. And the answer was, well, he just kind of climbed out of it. But before that, in the mm-hmm. expanded universe that is no longer considered canon, Boba Fett, do you want to guess how many times he escaped the Sarlacc pit because he had to just keep going back because, you know, you have to somewhat try and keep the status quo? Ah, yes. If I ask you how many in your answer is yes? No. Okay. So Boba Fett and... Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Okay. How many times did he escape the Sarlacc pit in the uh, no longer canon expanded universe? I feel like it's probably three. Oh, that's the exact number. Ha! Yeah, he climbed out of there three times. And Why did he go back in there? To keep the status quo to a point. Okay. He got out, kept on going back in. Like the, I'm sure that oh, was... I, for, I forgot something. <laughs> oh, shoot. Is my jetpack still there? I guess I have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the way. This is the way into this um, toothy sand butthole. I always thought of it like a toothy sand vagina. Well, didn't like this conversation. Uh, there you go. But yes, he is. Uh, he he went <laughs> in and out of the Sarlacc pit three separate times, I guess, because he's an idiot. But also within that ex- uh, expanded universe, when he's not inside of that 
toothy little sand hole. He will go outside of the orbit of Tatooine in Slave One. Okay. Weird name for a ship, by the way. It is. But, it, I mean, that's a ship. And he will shoot it from orbit once a year when he's not inside of it, which is constantly. I mean, I get it. You're upset. It's like, um, you know, drive by an old apartment you have bad memories of, and you're just like, fuck this place. Oh, I don't really have any bad apartment memories. Are you shooting apartments? No, I'm not shooting anything. I just flip it off if I'm, like, upset with it. I'm like, eh. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you're just you're you're shooting at the bird please don't shoot apartments i don't own a gun a b if i did i would not shoot it at dwellings or people or thing like well i mean i shoot like a, a target's a thing but i don't shoot it at dwellings homes apartments people people being number one on that list but still go back to your sarlacc pet i hope you escape it three times and just keep falling back into it it's not what the Sarlacc pit made. No, but I'm the only imagining. Noise it made was a burp. I'm imagining that uh, that there's a predator inside the Sarlacc pit. And I'm going to fight him. Ugh, Great. Okay, that, that's that's weird comics facts. I took it to a weirder place. Don't don't shoot buildings. I'm. You make it sound like I have in the past and will again in the future, and those are neither of those things have not and will not happen. Okay. <laughs> Given your history, that doesn't mean anything. That sentence is meaningless. <laughs> You know, my history of what? Shooting inanimate objects that are dwellings? Yeah, that's my history. You know what I like to point out? That's something I saw on Instagram. It's like, if you want to get under your buddy's skin, just toss in giving your history at any point and it'll work. It 100% works. That was awesome. <laughs> Yay. Well, from Sandy uh, Vaginas, given your history, <laughs> to um, whatever we're talking about with sports, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Ah, the annual spring coaches NFL meeting is underway or has been underway as of recording. Woo. Yes. Uh, interesting things to note. Bill Belichick actually partook in the coaches picture this year, sat next to Andy Reid in like center front row. He also met with the media for a while, was asked some questions, didn't commit to Mac Jones being the starting quarterback when asked if there'd be a competition at quarterback. He gave an answer of, you know, both players, you know, everybody will get a chance to play in, in, um, camp and what why are we taking screenshots i didn't mean to i was just trying to see what time it was i what time is it basically half of the photos on my my christ phone are accidental um, screenshots they're mostly my alarm oh well me trying to like snooze it and it's it's mostly screenshots of my alarm oh that's good that's half of what my photos are i mean it could be worse so anyway we've got that uh the the hot rumors uh Somebody uh, said that Meek Mill uh, had said that uh, Lamar Jackson wanted to be a Patriot when Arbor Kraft was asked about that. He said that's up to Bill. Uh, so the Lamar Jackson, New England, uh, hot trade rumors, because uh, it technically would be a trade where he is under the non-exclusive franchise tag, where if uh, he's given an offer by another team and the Ravens don't match it, he's free to go. But the Ravens would receive compensation in the form of two first round picks. So that plus the contract that he would demand, is it worth it? Or do you want to ride the Mac Jones train for one more year under a competent offensive coordinator? All kinds of interesting and spicy things happening at the uh, the meetings, the coaches and league meetings uh, going on. Tom Brady tweeted out a couple pictures about retirement. He's on the beach with Gronk and Edelman and Danny Amendola. And somebody thinks it looks like Robert Kraft from the backside. He was the only one in a full suit. 
It wasn't at the Orchids of um, Paradise Day Spa, Orchids of Asia Day Spa. I My wordplay was funnier, but you beat me to it. There you go. Anyway, uh, we've also got Red Sox opening day on Thursday. As they get the regular season started, they will be opening up the campaign after spring training. So you've got that coming up for them. Uh, what else uh, of excitement? The Bruins have clinched their, the division and a playoff spot. They're on their way. Uh, the regular season ends in less than a couple weeks here for the NHL and the NBA. We're getting mm. down to the, the stretch run of it here. Jalen Brown, big night for him for the Celtics. Uh, 41 points the other night. Eastern ovation. Conference Player of the Week. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Still giving out cryptic messages in his post-game press conferences about whether he wants to stay in Boston not really. or not. Okay, or... so let's clear this up a little bit. So the two articles that happened, uh, there was one in the New York Times. Where was the other one? The Ringer. Um, he gave one interview back in January, mm-hmm. and then the and then one article came out, and it, the response was basically, "Oh shit, this is in the news. We should release this now, we, even though we were sitting on it for a couple of months." Yeah. So it, well, it kind of looked like a like mini media tour. These were two interviews that happened basically two months apart. Okay. Noted. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Noted I, and goaded. There definitely seems to be a push of like, hey, everyone loves you here. There, there's been a definite, obvious uh, push in that direction. But I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll. And the big thing is going to come down to um, all star voting, and this is. Um, unfortunately, a really shitty system. The way that All Star voting works, if you're not aware, there's um, All Star MVP, you mean, or like All NBA? Or sorry, yeah, sorry, All NBA. I was even saying it wrong. Uh, there's there's a hundred voters from the media. Yep. And you get to vote on positions for the three teams, but those votes that'll be good for audio. I'm not going to yeah. start over though. Okay. Uh, those votes don't uh, switch over. So the question is: Is Jalen Brown a guard or is he a forward? And if he gets, let's say, 30 votes for forward and um, like 26 for guard, like they don't aggregate. It's not like, oh, he got like this many votes. It's, oh, he has this for this and this for that. On paper, Jalen Brown should be a guard if you were looking at what the starting five should be. But it has not been that for basically the entire season. If on paper, like the best five players are start like, the presumed starting five, Jalen Brown is a guard. That hasn't happened. Robert Williams is out for a ton of the season. Even coming back, he's been coming off the bench a little bit. So Jalen Brown has mostly played forward. Mm-hmm. But it's going to come down to what um, these media voters vote on. Like, is he a guard? Is he a forward for All-NBA? That will affect how much he uh, he is able to make in the following season based on like if the Celtics can re-sign him and re-sign him for the most amount of money. This happened to uh, Jason Tatum last year. Like, Kyrie... Got a spot Tatum should have had based on like the number of votes, but because it was split, like Tatum get the money. So if Jalen does get um, all NBA, he can be extended for a super max contract. He would make more money than Tatum. That that won't go over well. I I mean Tatum Tatum knows what it is. Like he's pissed about like him not yeah. getting like extra like thirty six million. I would be too. I'd be upset if I didn't get thirty six dollars. It's true. When whenever I owed you money, it's <laughs> it's swift retribution. <laughs> So we'll see, like, how people want to vote. Like, if if it's the way it was supposed to be, he'd be a guard. But that hasn't been what he's been playing. He's been playing a forward. So mm. hopefully people vote him as forward so he can, you know, get that contract. So we'll see. It's kind of, I mean, there's yeah. no telling. It's, I mean, even there's weird stuff like, um, I think it was Brogdon, like, last week. He's like, look, he, he's going to make it all NBA. He's like, he's one of the best, like, shooting guards out there. It's like, haha, no, Brogdon, he's... 
don't say guard, say forward, because that's what he's been playing most of the time. Well, there you go. Even though that's not on paper what his role should be, but it's what he's played. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. That's all I got for sports reports. Uh, LeBron's back. Uh, the Mavericks are hilarious, and um, Luca's upset. Uh, Kyrie oh, yeah. Still- Kyrie's ruined the Mavericks. I, I was watching... Um, he broke them. I was watching... Uh, I mean, this is a nothing game. I was watching um, Mavericks Pacers last night, and they blew up the Pacers by like 40, 50 points or something. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but it's also the Pacers, so who gives a shit? Okay, fair enough. Uh, the West is a mess. No one knows how the standings are going to lay out. Uh, Celtic... Uh, the East is a little bit interesting. Can the Celtics take back the number one seed? They are, as of right now, they are currently playing a game. Uh, but the Celtics are two games behind the Bucks with a relatively easy schedule, with the exception they do play the Bucks this week. And they play the Sixers this week as well, the number one and number three seed. So there is still a chance. To, uh, they're not going to fall to three. Like, there's no way in hell that's happening at this point. But they could still uh retake number one the the bucks game is gonna be a big game so we'll kind of see how that falls it's a huge game yeah that's it that's what i got all right that's all i had too in march madness is a thing i stopped watching oh yeah it's just absolute pure chaos go forward atlantic my bracket uh, this is the first time i've never had an elite eight team ever <laughs> i didn't have a bracket this year so it didn't matter well, like, I, then I, your bracket's <laughs> already better than mine i was i watched through last friday and um, oh, i mean i'm still watching the games i'm still entertained I'm, but... I'm, I'm not i just i fell off on friday like friday was my last night like will i watch the final probably I, but like i i've lost interest personally like if i this goes for any sport like if i don't have a vested interest in rooting for someone i don't care i don't like watching stuff just for the sake of watching stuff like i need a reason to root for it yeah and i there's nothing for me to root for anymore so i kind of fell off that's fair after friday like okay i don't care anymore i mean i'll watch the i'll watch the final four games in the national championship because it's fun yeah i'll watch i'll watch the championship just for the sake of it but i i just can't get invested in stuff like if i don't have a connection to it in some way yeah like sometimes it's like just cool to watch cool stuff but like it's i'm it's never gonna be like it has to be like put in front of me for me to watch it Mm -hmm. all right you're you're ready to get into the meat of this i am ready to get into the meat of it all right let's get into (laughs) the you got you have your work cut out for you in the editing tonight (laughs) quiet you uh maybe i'll yell at those snyder people a little less in the edit i i know i will because can you play the piano anymore (laughs) of course you can i didn't know i could before well, I couldn't before. Well, close enough. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Haven't got enough use out of that clip tonight. But no time for that because we need to move on. Oh, my God. This is the biggie. Yep. It is time for Screaming It's Streaming. Star Trek Picard. Oh, my God. This. Ah! Shut up. I need to play the theme. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope, we're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> so the day before this aired, um, by the way, full spoilers. Yes. Every inch of this is a spoiler. Full frontal spoilers. <laughs> I accident. This was not intentional. Um, I accidentally found out what was happening in this episode the day before it aired. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't searching it out. It was just it came up at work accidentally. Like I like I saw it. I was like, "What is this?" You were so <laughs> giddy, and I had to like do a little bit of work. And I literally like I don't know how productive I was for the next hour because it was just like a full blown endorphin rush. I was just like I was 
fucking like doing parkour in the house, doing backflips. We've been and friends shit for what, like 20, 25 years. You have never texted me more in the last 20 <laughs> years than you did that day. I was, Literally more. T- I was like, ooh, this is really good if Zach is texting me this much. <laughs> and like full sentences. I was overjoyed. Like it was like a literal like full blown like one hour like pure endorphin rush of oh, just me just so like. so good. I was like just pacing around the house like, woo! Yes. Oh my God. So I guess let's get into it. Well, I guess we can start um, before it gets fully insane. So where's the, uh, the Titan is on the run. Picard has to go somewhere. Where does he go? He's going to go find Jordy. Yes. Who is Commodore LaForge now. I love that he's a Commodore. We got a fun new title. He's out there working with his real life daughter. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. Um, this is my mistake. I think I said this earlier. Like, oh, his two daughters are his real life daughters. No, it's just it's one real life daughter, and uh, the other one is an actress. So that that was my mistake from earlier. I I think I said that. That's okay. You're forgiven. But yeah, we get like full blown Jordy, and he's just like Jean Luc. You need to go. Like he's like, I have no time for this. Like, <laughs> I'm tr- trying to enjoy like a semi quiet retirement. Drop off my daughter and leave. Yeah, that's that's the best I can do for you. I love that the Fleet Museum is the old space station. That I, was awesome. The different ships that were around I love it. it. And what they they show you all these big ships from the past. And like I didn't think we were gonna get everything in there. And even some ships that like got like real destroyed or yes, <laughs> real <laughs> messed up. But what I love about it is every time they show a ship, you get the theme mm-hmm. from whatever that ship is. So yes. it opens with the Defiant. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to go on the Defiant? Is that I what like, we're doing? That would have been cool. But then they showed everything. Like, oh, there's Voyager. There's Kirk's Enterprise. There's uh, the Enterprise A. They got real blown up. It, it, it's, it's back, baby. They repaired it. Yes. Uh, they got those. That Was the Excelsior there yet? No. No. Um, but they, they kind of go through and you get all the themes. And they show you everything except the D and the E, because this show is just gonna tease that D hard. Man. Oh yeah, they're giving you all. They just want to tease that D. You made that joke many times. I only made it to you because, but many for times whatever, for whatever reason, I don't want to be inappropriate on Twitter. But here, I'll just say whatever I want. Exactly. <laughs> With a much larger audience, I don't know why I feel like I, if it's not in text, then it's not dirty. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's still dirty. But it's to me, so I guess that's why you don't think it's dirty, because it's to me, which I don't know if I feel blessed. And- oh, my God. But they she's like, you know, like, and there's that line where um, Jordy's daughter goes like, well, what about this hanger? But he's like, quiet. Yeah. You know. You know they're going to get, they're going to go on the Enterprise D again. Well, I mean, all they could recover is the saucer section. Or they, did they rebuild the they star rebuilt drive section? They rebuilt the A. That's a good point. That they shit re- blew up. It did. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the thing that happened. That's right. They're absolutely going back. I on love the that. Enterprise I love that they had the cling the bird of prey that they retrieved from San Francisco I, I, Bay. I love like those. Yeah, it was hard to get it out of there. And Jack's just like, all right, the thing with the whales. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so oh. funny. I love that Jack's like, yeah, I'm a Constitution class man myself. Like just the fact that like the like the history and the mythos around those. My favorite favorite line though was you stole the cloaking device from my klingon bird of prey that is great i love i love that that happened i also um i love jack flirting with jordy's daughter he just comes like stay over my daughter (laughs) daughter." (laughs) it's so great jordy immediately comes in and it lavar burton has not missed a beat with the techno babble at all so i mean a lot of i mean i like all these actors but there's just something about lavar burton like that dude is just effortlessly cool like oh yeah he just shows up and like 
that is a cool motherfucker. Like that dude just it's like just... The, the way he carries himself. Oh, mm-hmm. did you notice um when him and his daughter come in on the transport pad, they're both holding their hands like the way yes. Gordy holds his hands. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's just a neat little like callback to that. I think the thing that I'm enjoying the most about this too, or one of the things is like with obviously with Roe the week before, but throughout the series, the the, in the the series entire, like everyone's like years later, they're calling John Luke on his bullshit. Like Jordy's like, your wine sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. When, when Worf is like, Oh, that spiced mead. <laughs> tart meat or something. Oh, whatever tart- he said. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I love Picard. this. I love this continued joke that like his wine is really shitty. I would, and no one wants it. I would. I would love a bottle of Chateau Picard. You know, because I think we're gonna watch the finale together. Yes, we are. And at like seven in the morning, because I gotta go to work. Yes. Yeah, you gotta go to work. I have a track meet that day. Um, but I would. There are like officially licensed Star Trek alcohols, and I was priced them out. I'm like. Should I buy us one of these for that day? And the answer is no. Fuck you. You want the answer is fuck you. Wow. Um, if you want to split the cost, I will split it with you. But they are too goddamn pricey for me to buy it for myself. It's just a hey, let's do this. If you want to give me like thirty bucks. Oh, the that expensive? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Or, that's on the low end. Oh. <laughs> the, is that the Klingon blood wine or the, is that the Romulan ale? Uh, those were both there. Oh, um, they're fun bottles too. Oh, okay. But yeah, if if you want to split the cost with me. Oh, Debrin whiskey? I don't think that. Oh. They're, they're all like wines. And okay. Whatnot. What is it? It is green. If you want to split the cost, I'll consider it. But I'm I'm not going to just do it on a whim. Like, hey, do you want to have a little bit of this? No, they're too expensive. Yeah. Stop looking up wines. <laughs> you immediately pulled up your phone. Official Klingon blood wine. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad Jordy is back. So we get uh, the crew splitting up a little bit. We get uh, Worf and Riker and Raffi have to go to Daystrom Station to find out whatever this, like, AI mm-hmm. is. Yes. The sentient AI. Um, I would also like to do a victory lap of saying, I called this shit back in season one. I'm like, they got it out if they want to yeah. bring him back. That's true. There he goes. Before. I also, well. So what's cool, Um, so the body, uh, Data's back, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, the body. Everybody's back. Data, lore, before, soon. So uh, the body that they have in Daystrom Station that is the same prop from Nemesis. Oh wow! So it's not—it's not even something new they built. That is awesome. All the, by the way, all the Easter eggs in Daystrom. So apparently they dug up Kirk's body from that pile of rocks. Yes, because he's in there. I love that. Like the Tribbles are all shitty towards Worf. They're like Klingons. Well, no, they're, they're, it, was they're a, a it was a genetically modified Tribble. But yeah, the regular furry ones fucked up the Klingons in a big bad way. That's so true. I, I love how Worf is just like we don't mm. talk about the Tribbles. <laughs> And that's such a good ongoing joke. And I just like how much shit Riker's giving him. He's like, what happened to you? It's oh, wow. so great. Um, we also get um, a recreation of the dick rocket from First Contact. That's true. We do get a recreation of the dick rocket from First Contact. Uh, Whatever it was called. The Genesis device. Yeah, that's there too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the second one. The first one blew up on the uh, whatever ship that Con stole. Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> I hated that just happened for yes. both of us. But we also knew exactly what we were <laughs> referencing. Oh man, that was so cool. And then, of course, the biggie. Yes. I, I mean, well, Christ, no, like, how is Jordy not the biggie in this episode? Or even Troy at the end? Like, you should get like But you you skipped over Moriarty. Like I called it and like I said out loud, like when they're like the AI like scanned. I'm like, shit, here comes Moriarty, and there he was. 
and I love that it. I love that he's back, and he was so good in it. But it, like, it wasn't yeah. the same Moriarty. And I love the whole thing. It's like I can't get the song out of my head. Yeah, which is just Pop Goes the Weasel, which is a little bit funny because at the end of um Nemesis, Riker's like, there was a song, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, he, but he's able, like, whatever, like time passes shit changes i love that he like calls it back and he's just whistling yeah yes thank you marvelous magnificent whatever close enough <laughs> we talked about this before and you fucked up that line twice yeah now. well you know <laughs> that's great but getting data back in this way that is a comb and i assume right now we're getting it presented as like all the personalities are conflicting i assume we're They'll all integrate at some point and we'll get something different. But we get data, we get lore, we get B4, and we get uh, one of the many soons that was in Picard season one. Yeah. And how great is it? Um, this is just, it's such an accidental thing, which they clearly were like, there's no way to plan for this. And at the time, it felt like we've we've set up Picard having this terminal disease that is really going to fuck everything up. And like, and as the story has continued for all these years, it's like, oh God, how do we deal with this? Yes. The dividends that we've like gotten out of this of getting like him the positronic body that is now turned into data getting this other hybrid form where he can be human. Yes, that's it's the Pinocchio thing. Like he yes. finally gets to be a real boy. Oh, I and how exciting was how it? How about like, his first line when he just says it, Jordy? I know that I was like, and that's the one he should like. I was like, yeah, that wasn't even the one that got me. The one that got me is when he came in and it was, I mean, literally the same thing but mirrored. Yeah. Because Jordy comes in kind of gruff and understandably gruff. What's funny is like the moment that I thought in the show that worked, this episode specifically that worked best for me, like you would think it would be the return of Jordy, the return of Data, getting Troy in there. The moment that worked for yeah. me the most is when Jordy's daughter was like, I'm doing this because this is what you taught me. And yeah. that's, that's the moment that hit me the most in this episode. And it's oh. so solid and so good. It's kind of a surprise because it's not yeah. like the legacy characters. It was someone new that came in and that was so strong. But this show just is firing and hitting but, on all cylinders. But when Data transports in and you just get Jordy saying his name, like that, like for me, that was more than Data doing like literally the opposite. The only silly part is uh, when he's a projector. That's, yes, <laughs> that's, that's like, a good the, point. It's like, what the fuck? Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard. I wasn't expecting Data to be a projector, but it, man, getting him back and getting him to be human, and there's also like a point like where I love Brent Spiner, but like he he does Data excellently. Everything else that Brent Spiner does, he is a fucking ham. Yes, <laughs> and like it gets so it's so highlighted when he's playing like four characters. Yeah, but man, it was good, and they oh fa- yeah they found an in they found an easy way to work around his age. And to make it satisfying. And that is a magic trick. Oh, it's unbelievable. It works so well. Yes. And then, like, Riker getting kidnapped. I like how shitty Riker is just getting punched in the face. Like, I've been friends with these people for 35 years. You ain't getting shit out of me. And they're like, oh, well, look, here's your wife. And I love, there's, it's a natural way to get Deanna into this. Oh, yeah. It works. Like, she's retired. Like, she's been, like, raising her kids. And all this, and like getting her into the mix. This is a natural way to and do just that. Just the way she's like, oh, well. Fucking loved it, man. Oh, my God. Just what a stellar episode. Yes. We're going to get multiple personality data. Let's fucking go. Man, it, it, like, in, I, I knew about, I didn't know about everything. Like I said, I accidentally found some spoilers and I, I knew the data stuff is what I knew about. And I knew about the yeah. Moriarty stuff, but like, but it's, it's just the whole package. How about a delicious piece of irony that like season one talks about the ban on, 
synthetics, yet Daystrom Institute is protected by a synthetic being. Yeah, and this also kind of um, undermines Measure of a Man. Oh, quite a bit. But still... They're like, we're going to believe this, except for behind the scenes where we're not going to believe it. Well, I mean, I do like that it does show like everyone like... Starfleet is this idealistic organization that, you know, does have some flaws, but they're minimal comparatively. Now it's like, there's some real warts on Starfleet that you like. Yeah, sure. Like in um, Undiscovered Country, like Admiral Cartwright and that group that was like anti-Klingon. Like there's that piece of it. But even like, I like that they're teasing out that even in this idealistic world that Gene Roddenberry had in his mind where it's there's peace and prosperity and everything is okay in the 24th century even on a bureaucratic level it's still bureaucratic what kills me about this episode a little bit and i know this is what they're doing it's all intentional yeah is like we're teasing out everyone coming together we only got four episodes left yeah and it's like we literally had the whole cast in this episode but they're not together and they're immediately like split up i was like come on just give them all in the same room I saw them all just like sit down in a room, make a plan, go from there. Oh, by the way, I did love Shaw um, yes. geeking out over Jordan. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> As a fellow engineer. <laughs> what did he, was, he said the term geek out. He's like, yes. as much as I would love to geek out with you about the technical marvel that is this shit. Like, he's just, god damn it. Oh, but he also like shits on it. Like, this thing is being held together with <laughs> intergalactic duct tape. <laughs> like I said, LeVar Burton just effortlessly cool like oh the fact that they got the they they cloaked a federation ship and like every time a cloak comes up somebody says do you know how many treaties i was waiting for them to say treaty of algeron specifically but like do you know how many treaties you're violating jean luc he's like add it to my tab <laughs> um i was watching some uh i'm working my way through star trek voyager i'm on yeah i'm in i i had seen a good chunk of it when it aired i i haven't sat down to watch it all i'm working my way through it i'm in season five right now but like just kind of coincidentally after um what's come up in the last few weeks like i got to an episode that had jordy in it and i also got to an episode where they were talking about like wolf 359 i was just like god damn like everything's just it's all it's coming perfect. together for me it's perfect <laughs> all right now to the other show am i done with picard i guess yes my god though i am just i'm having a blast me too it is like my favorite thing to look forward to every week oh i can't wait for thursday thursdays are my favorite day of the week now just get everyone in the same goddamn room <laughs> That's what I want. We're so close. We're so, oh, what was that great line? Is like, I don't know if to give a short but curt handshake or a long and, and overdue we'll awkward, and awkward hug. hug. <laughs> it's so good. It's yes. so good. Ah! All right, let's move on uh, to the Mando minutes. It'll uh, probably be shorter than this because I just blew that for I don't know how long. Yeah. Mando minutes. Uh, Mando Minute, they fight a space dragon. Grogu gets some armor. We see Ahmed Best play a Jedi. Shut up. I like this one. This is the first one I've liked this season. Yeah, me too. I liked it for a couple of reasons. It was 30 minutes. It, yeah, it was short in and out. Um, did you know Carl? Oh, speaking of credits. Yeah, Carl Weathers directed it. Uh, when it comes to Picard, I don't do this for anything else. I sit through those credits. Those credits are amazing. Because I wait for the I wait for the music cue to kick in. Yep. And then this last week was so excited because I got to see every one of their names. Mm-hmm. And I know that like I was like, fuck it. I just want to see their names but on I, the screen in that font. You kind of knew something like this was coming though, because one of the the bigger like the the more common music cue that I hear throughout this series is the Nemesis music cue. We're talking about Mando now. Yes. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, Carl Weathers directed it. Uh, he directed an episode of last season. I, I think those are the only two that he's done as yeah. last season in this. 
and it was um i i have made no secret that i have not been really enjoying the season this is the first episode i, I legitimately liked yes i think we i like that we're getting some flashbacks on grogu and what what happened to him and this is like a grogu centric episode did you recognize ahmed best when they showed him yes oh i didn't i was I, like misa know you are because it was i knew he was supposed to be someone because the way like the elevator opens and the shot kind of pans up and it's supposed it's supposed to be a reveal and i went who's this and then like when i saw his name in the credits i was like oh, oh okay. this like, mother yeah but i was like who who's this badass supposed to be like i i I just didn't recognize him in the moment. Like, I don't know if I, like, I don't know why. Like, I know what he, I've seen him a million times, you know, in the since like 99, but like, yeah. my brain just didn't like make that connection. And then when I saw it in the credits, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, of course. Yep, that guy, him. <laughs> and they made him a badass. Yes, it is. And as well they should. Like, this dude, like, got like the shortest end of the stick. Oh, in, he did. In yeah. This, in this whole like fucking world and like Star Wars and like a bit beyond. Like, how, boy, it would hard to be think of. It'd be hard to think of someone who got as much hate on something this big. And the dude just did what he was given. He's like, hey, I'm going to play a silly guy in a kid's movie. Yeah. I'm also ground, like literally groundbreaking like the first like full CGI character. And I mean, going back to 99, I was 11. And before the movie came out, I bought two action figures. Obi-Wan Kenobi? No. I bought a Jar Jar Binks and a Battle Droid, and they ended up both like sucking. sucking. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I wish I didn't buy those. Well, there you go. In action figure form, compared to everyone else, they had a good looking design. Exactly. Compared and to just like, oh, here's another guy. Uh, oh no. Yeah. Oops. I uh, shouldn't have bought those. But yeah, this guy's been shit on forever, and like even some level of redemption, but also not a ton. Like he was basically written out of the movies. Even um, a novel that's considered a canon that came out, I don't know, let's say six years ago. It was just yeah. like, oh, what happened to Jar Jar? Oh, he's a sad street performer that no one wants to like throw loose change to. Like the character doesn't get anything and he has the worst piece of merchandise of all time which is look it up uh, it's a lollipop where you literally shove jarger's tongue down your throat have you seen this yes and and i'm uncomfortable about it but for as much shit as this guy has gotten it was great to see him and i i guess this character has been like some kind of like weird like kids show or something before i didn't really look into it aside from just like oh that's a thing so he's literally played this character before but in some like weird kids game show i don't know but it was great to see him and he was a badass and all the stuff was really cool, like him like running that speeder up the staircase, like fighting off all those clone troopers. It oh, looked yeah. cool. It, it was oh down the tunnel when he s- scooped up around like the the subway system, and that one ship blew up in front of it. And you're dealing with like Grogu's trauma, and like you kind of forget because like they just present him as a cute baby, but like this, he's like 50 years old. Yeah, like and he saw some shit. He saw some bad shit. Like everyone he knew died, and like people were trying to murder him, like his entire life. But I thought it was interesting that that Naboo cruiser that he left on with Grogu, like they're like, are there any others? And he's like, there are no others. Like, they they kind of figured out, like, okay, we got to get the kids out of here fast, and they weren't able to do that. So, just uh, the trauma for everybody. I'd be interested to see if like Ahmed best character, like obviously we're gonna see where he's able to land with Grogu. And yeah, like, I mean, I hope he comes back. I yeah. hope he gets to do like more cool shit. Like, yes. please give this guy cool shit too, because dual we- dual wielding lightsabers and kicking ass and taking names, all about it. Um, I swear, I was watching this episode. I looked down for a second, like literally a second, and then I looked at him. I'm like, where the fuck is there a dragon? It's just like it swoops in so fast. It takes a kid. Yeah, I literally. This wasn't like I was like looking at my phone or like scrolling. 
I think I was eating breakfast. You're like, what? Like, I looked down to, like, you know, get a bite of my food before putting my head back up, and a dragon yeah. swooped a kid in that amount of time. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Just just out of nowhere, he just comes down and grabs a kid. I'm just trying to eat an egg. And they're like, oh, and we found some other younglings that we can, some foundlings. It's like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Also, like, there's no winning here. Don't make Grogu flip. Like, Yoda flipped in episode two. It, and three. Yeah. More in two. Yeah. It, it looked awful. It looked silly. And I know George Lucas was like, make it look like Mario Brothers. It looks bad. It looked bad then. It looks bad now. And now, like, and it was very CG versus, like, Grogu doing the flip now with, yeah. like, a full, like, puppet looks. Also weird. Just as bad, but in a different way. Like Yes. I think one of the things that is appealing just about don't do flips. Grogu is that he's a practical effect. I also love this. Like, yeah, uh, Yoda taught Luke to do dumbass flips, and now Luke taught this kid to do dumbass flips. Yeah. Very good point. Just stop flipping. Jedi flip. Please stop flips. Jedi flip. Yeah, don't like it. I don't like their weird flips. Um, I did like that there's just that one guy that Din Djarin has kind of like had that like semi-rivalry with. He's just, yeah. like, he's just like kind of a shitty dad. He's like, it's my kid. Yeah. He runs in there and gets immediately like just eaten. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Which was hilarious. And the, I mean, I, I really like that aerial fight. Like that was cool. Yes. Like all the Mandalorians flying around, like trying to like save this kid and shoot that dragon down. And the drop was really cool. Yeah. Din Djarin flying down to catch the kid and. And I know it would be harsh and probably too mean for Star Wars, but like they bring those like three baby dragons back. Like if it were me, I would have left them there or shot them all in the head. Because never in the history of anything of bringing baby dragons back to where you are done anything good. I mean, we know they like to ride stuff. They like to ride a rancor. (laughs) We learned that. Like a bantha. Yes, like a bantha. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like like we brought three more foundlings. Like, no, kill them. Kill them or eat them. Or, like, eat them. Cook them. Yeah, exactly. Some good-ass meat there. I also like that they address um, Bo-Katan's, like, how how do we eat this? How do we eat? Because I have a helmet on. That's a good point. (laughs) I I love that. Can I get a a straw for my blue milk, please? They haven't addressed my pooping issue, but they did address the eating issue. Again, I didn't bring up the pooping thing. They brought up the pooping thing in the, like, one of the first scenes of episode one. All right. If you didn't bring up the pooping thing, I wouldn't be thinking about it. That's on them. I'll let you continue to feel that way. It's not my fault. Space. Well, I mean, George Lucas also famously said there's no underwear in space. So just remember, Din Djarin's balls are just clanking around on the inside of that Beskar steel. Say, well, apparently there's nipple tape in space. But... Oh, well, that's different. Gaffer's tape, technically, but still. Um, no, so think about that. Din Djarin's balls are clanging around on the inside of his Beskar codpiece. Good for him. Yeah, there you go. I was like, what's that note say? My note just said that shit, Dad. Yeah, there we go. That's the longest episode ever. Uh, but I like this one though. It was nice. Like I don't know how much it moved it forward. I think it probably moved Bo Katan's story forward the most. Yes, but it was solid. It was entertaining. Like not, and I don't need to be have everything be serialized. Like move things a step forward every single time. Like in a big way. Just give me something that I'm enjoying. Push the story watching. just a little bit. Yeah. And I enjoyed watching this one, which I really can't say for the first three episodes of the season. So yes. This this one was like okay. Like I'm back on board. Mm-hmm. If you can at least. I'm not like I'm not even asking for much. I'm not saying like create a greater lore within the Star Wars mythos. Like just give me something entertaining. Yeah, exactly. And, and this one gave me something entertaining, and I can be content and happy with that. I like it. Picard, fuck that man. Yes. <laughs> Unrelated. All right, we're almost done. Only two more segments, and one's gonna be another Shut lengthy up. segment. They could both be lengthy. 
you don't have to edit this. I have to edit this. No, but I still have like an hour's worth of work to do before I'm not in school tomorrow. Well, then we're going to move on to Jared's Reading Corner. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Welcome to Jared's Reading Corner. Hi. How are you? Well, we're fine I, down hang here. Hang on. How, how am I? I can sing. He can talk. He can talk. He, he can, can talk, talk. He can talk. He can talk. He can talk. I can sing. Oh, help me, Dr. Sayers. We got a radiation radiation leak down here. Really bad. <laughs> Send a containment crew, please. Oh, I love playing that clip. Oh, God. All right. This week, we are talking Kingdom Come, a fairly famous story from the 90s written by Mark Wade, art by Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. And why are we talking Kingdom Come? Well, because it's been in the news a lot recently. Within the last few months, James Gunn has been tweeting a lot of images about this specific story. So I thought, hey, let's tackle this. Yes. Also- this is a first for me. I have never read this story before. You hadn't? Nope. Oh, well. I mean, look, comics have been going on for a while. There's a lot of key stories, oh, I don't know, within the last 90 years. I haven't read them all. That's fair enough. So this was my first time reading Kingdom Come. It's one I've always wanted to read. I was happy to do it uh, because it's really fucking good, <laughs> would be my yeah. quick assessment of it. All right. But as this is a Jared's reading corner, uh, what the hell happened to this bad boy? Well, a lot of things are happening here. Uh, we're kind of in the future uh a little bit past like all the the glory days of the justice league and things like that and um so in the future like planet of the apes style (sighs) dr sayas dr sayas dr sayas dr sayas dr sayas dr sayas oh dr sayas dr sayas dr sayas what's wrong with me no not like planet ape style Mm. so you know, they're a different kind of breed of metahumans. And the big thing that's going on is it's started, the lines are starting to blur between who's good and who's bad. Superman is, it got to the point, uh, I can't remember the, the guy's name, kind of a vigilante, but he's like, I'm going to, I can kill. I'm not like the superhero who's going to avoid killing. Uh, there's everyone at the Daily Planet is dead. Kansas is dead. Kansas is dead. Was like it, all of Kansas got a, blown Some sort up. of radiation attack. What was the guy? It started with a Magog. B. Magog, yes. No, Ma. Oh, Magog, Ma-ma. yes. A B, M. They look kind of the similar thing. They don't? So, you know, Clark is kind of, he's moved on from the superhero thing. Well, he's retired fully. Yes. He's in Kansas with a beard, building a barn. And something that this book does, um, it's uh, done by Mark Wade. This came out in 96. I think this book is a little bit of response to the Marvels that came out in 94, uh, also with art by Alex Ross. It was um, written by uh, Kurt Busiek. And that whole story was about um, a reporter, like just ground level reporter, guy you've never heard of before, yeah. who's reporting on all of like the birth of the Marvel Universe, like what's happening with the Fantastic Four, what's mm-hmm. happening with the Avengers, what's happening with the X-Men, like all the stuff that's coming into the world. And you're seeing it through the point of view of this one reporter on the ground. and uh, With the Spectre. Don't forget the Spectre. Oh, no, no. This is the Marvels. This is what I'm saying. Oh, I think yes. This is a response to that book with art by Alex Ross, who traditionally uh, doesn't do a ton of interior stuff. He is mostly a cover artist. And when he does something, like it's a big deal because this guy's stuff looks as good as any like artist on the planet. Like, say, like any kind of like traditional art, any kind of whatever, like... The way this the guy paints this. is gorgeous, and I don't know how he did it for um, a book like this because it is a literal like full uh, four 
issues that are like 64 pages a pop. Like normally the way uh, Alex Ross does covers is he has models so he can like get fabric and the way people are standing correctly. So I don't, I don't know how you, if I can't imagine he would probably do that for like something this long, but he, yeah, he traditionally works with models to, and like put literally just puts them like in superhero costumes and paints them. And like, if you don't know the name, I guarantee you've seen his art. Even if you're not into comics, you've fucking seen Alex Ross art. Yes. It's, it's lifelike and gorgeous and just has this like, oh God, I'm trying to think of like, who you're my, I have a name in my brain. I just, I'm not getting there. Um, like the, one of the best artists of all time within comics or literally any other medium, like this guy's stuff is like, it's, it's just these gorgeous fucking paintings. Mm-hmm. I, I love the classic Superman S that he goes with here too in this. Just like everybody, like every comic book character, it feels like is in this too. Like every DC character and a bunch of new ones. Like he kept like the edition that we're reading out of came out. I don't know a couple of years back, and like literally half of the book is just art. Like it tells the story in the, in the second half of this book. This this is a a paperback that is uh, I imagine still in print because it's not very old. But like literally the back half of the book is him like breaking down like there's this character and there's this character and this character and like you just you see his process and it's beautiful wonderful stuff and i think this is a like i said i think this is a reaction to the marvels that came out because this also deals with um an on the ground character who the specter plucks out says like hey you're important like we are dealing with a world of gods Mm -hmm. and they need to have a human perspective to come in there's a moment you need to step in and you need to save the world and get like these literal gods to do the right thing yes and I mean, it's called Kingdom Come, and uh, the book makes like no except like well, because the guy he pulls out is a preacher. Yeah, in this book, uh, the way every issue starts, like they do a lot of Christian imagery mm-hmm. and a lot of um, biblical texts, like not like an overbearing amount. Like if you're not like I don't really like I don't buy into that stuff. Like that's fine. Like that doesn't really affect it. It just what it does is it sets up the scale of how big this is supposed to be. This isn't just like you know your like month to month book. This is like world ending stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, like they use the term like Ragnarok and like Armageddon in there, and so or he, like legit, like it, they all open up with like biblical passages. Yes, they do. So the basic premise of the story is that Superman's fully retired. Batman's mad that he's retired, but the current kind of run of I love the two of them together. I love how oh. shitty Batman gets. Like Batman just shits all over. Clark. I love how he's like, "Don't call me Clark." He's like, "All right." Clark. (laughs) (laughs) But like Batman's like, yeah, you left. Like you are part of the reason this is happening. I'm not going to help you. But Superman like deep in his mind knows as like things start to happen. Like we've, things have not gone well for like the main run of metahumans. Like Wonder Woman's been banished off Paradise Island because they like, you know, the Amazon's like, you didn't really succeed in what you were trying to do. You failed your mission. Yeah. Yeah, You suck. An ambassador. Like, yeah. Sorry. And then, but I love the ironic twist at the end that she becomes the ambassador to the United Nations for the metahumans. I want to show you an image if I can find it. Uh, but you've got that. Clark is like despondent and sad. Like he knows he's going to live for, like, you know, Lois is dead. Oh, yeah. The, when he's the Look carpenter. We see Clark in Kansas uh, building a bar. There's also a, some secret base that he has in there as well. But you'll see this sometimes in this art. This is. It's just a panel. It's not a splash. It's just there. If you oh. see it, you see it. Oh, yeah. I Th- saw it right away. This is um, his exact pose from Superman number one. Not Action Comics number one, but Superman number one. This is the exact pose he has on that cover. 
but it's just it's done differently showing him as a carpenter and it's so no amazing like it's just it's, no christ-like imagery there by the way yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah superman is a carpenter with the, with a beam across his back but that's the cover of superman number one and it's not it's not overt like i said it's not a splash it's just a panel yeah and they do this a couple of times with just pulling out when i say they i mean alex ross pulls out a few specific iconic images and just reworks them doesn't call attention to them in a big way yeah just does it and it's so cool when he does and um this is something i didn't know before they got so tickled about did you catch the line from dark knight rises that got pulled out of here no i didn't uh we, we were did i gloss over it i don't know uh, maybe maybe just don't recognize um because it's a weird moment in the movie but now that i've seen it i was like oh shit because um those movies like they're not super reference heavy but they do sneak in some stuff like um there's a gun in dark knight rises that is pulled straight from dark knight returns mm-hmm. or in this case we already talked about the scene uh with batman and superman talking in the bat cave together and batman's like all fucked up like he could only like exist like in this exoskeleton because he's just been fighting crime all of his life and he's like i love that like he's just had his ass kicked yeah. they don't need to tell us they just show us mm-hmm. and we get it which is awesome but I, um clark's in there talking to batman he's like hey we're getting the justice league back together you have to help us out he's like i'm not helping you do shit i'm gonna betray you and work with lex luther yeah which you know spoilers that won't shock anyone he's really out there to betray lex luther yes i know i know surprising the world's greatest detective batman's like i ain't helping you and superman leaves and he just goes hmm, so that's what that feels like yeah it's like oh that's the dark knight rises line yes. shit uh, <laughs> that's, that's yes. where that came from uh so i got very yeah. excited about that it's like ah there it is i love it love that you know nolan was like they're they're not like hyper hyper referencey but no. I, I do love the occasional small ones in those movies and i i hadn't i didn't i've never read this before so i was very excited when i read that line I'm like i know you no i i like that wonder woman like convinces clark like you need to get back in the game there are things happening clark also has some really reed richards hair going on in this with the where his gray comes in but he's like all right so he starts rounding up kind of the bad metahumans and throwing them into the gulag that he has and as has want to do when you get a bunch of bad dudes and girls in one place like a gulag or a prison prison riots break out yeah and this book goes pretty dark like not the fo- like the book ultimately ends pretty hopeful but like yeah. kind of the beat before the hopeful end is just like holy shit we went there oh they went there they went there it got dark so f- fast forwarding a little bit come come to find out kind of the antagonist ends up being captain marvel yeah. And by Captain Marvel, Billy, uh, an adult Billy Batson, who we come to find out is under mind control through Lex Luthor. But I love the look of Lex Luthor in this. Like, he still yeah. looks like Lex Luthor, but he's just like, he's older. So it's like, yeah. he's not like fat, but he's like, yeah, he's thick. He's like old man thick. But, but not like in a like, you're not looking at him like, oh man, like, look at like, you don't see him as like, look at the gluttony. It's just like, you see him, you're like, yeah, this makes sense for like the progression of age. Oh, yeah. And um but, he's rich, so he gets to, you know, eat I love his plan of like, you know what? I'm just gonna let them take each other out. We're gonna have them all fight each other, they'll all kill each other. So Lex Luthor's like, Well, the only one who could probably hang with Superman and beat him is Captain Marvel. So gets Billy Batson under kind of mind control, 
great scenes and great fighting between the two of them. It is. And I love the classic image of like Shazam just or Captain Marvel yeah. before. I don't know. I can't remember when we legally had to change the name. Of just showing up like hands on his hips. Like he looks so heroic, but he's just there to fuck up Superman. Oh, yeah. And I love that like he's a magical character. And I've seen this, I think it was in the Justice League cartoon, like of him which I'm sure they stole from this, uh, him just using like his lightning mm-hmm. to mess up Superman. Uh, one of Superman's weaknesses is magic. And he's just yeah. like, just keeps on calling down that magic lightning and just messing him up. Oh yeah. It's, it's wonderful. But the United Nations is like, okay, so they're all in one place and this is getting out of hand. We're going to do what we normally do in a comic book. We're going to nuke them. So send three nukes. They're able to stop two. Superman's like the only one who can stop the last one is you Shazam. You've got to figure this out, Billy, because they had like subdued him and got him to shift back and they were making it so he couldn't say anything. And Billy's like, you're right. I got to make this right because the the whole concept was, you know, you can do you have two choices, you know, and you're like Clark's like you live in both worlds. You're both a man and a superhero. What world do you want to live in? It is. Yeah, it's great. And that whole that whole moment is just so powerful. And he goes and he, you know, Shazam blows up in front of the nuke and. And but unfortunately, uh, nukes have a radius. Nukes have, pro- yeah. <laughs> and the only one not affected by it is Superman. So s- everything that Superman was trying to prevent from happening still happens anyway. I do. I, I don't know. Um, well, some most of them. <laughs> something I do love in here. It, it's uh, subtle and it's part of like I said, like the the back of like the art stuff. Um, we do get. Uh, Dick Grayson in here as growing up he's not Nightwing he's Red Robin which I didn't know the or I I want to have known that this is where that character or that design came from uh, that would because this is um, an world story like something that's not like officially in canon uh, Red Robin would like almost 10 years or maybe a little beyond 10 uh, get introduced in the uh, truly awful year-long week-to-week series countdown where jason todd would take on the role of red robin and then uh didn't have it for terribly long and then it got turned over to tim drake thereafter so your three main robins have now all held that mantle and i didn't realize that it came out of this book so yeah there's just there's fun stuff that comes out of this in a red book. robin yum not what i meant well that's still that's where i that's where my mind went great I mean, it's this story is a, it's it's really an epic. It's amazing. It's really I'm so glad I read it. And I don't it's because I mean I know like I said like James Gunn has been like tweeting about this a lot, like showing images from this book. But he's also been talking about like casting younger. So like that's kind of the opposite of what this book is because this is mostly like everyone being like old. Yeah, it is a lot of everybody being old. But like the the ending piece, like Superman wants to destroy everybody in the United Nations. And Wonder Woman, again, kind of comes back and plays to the better angels of his discourse and talks him down, hangs up um, Billy Batson's cape as a flag at the United Nations. Like that. that was really cool. It's like, yeah, we're here and we're part of this too. And he knocks up Wonder Woman. He does. The end. Does that a couple of times in a couple of continuities. Yep. And Batman's the godfather. Makes sense. Makes sense. I love, like, it's a very uh, well-known book, a very popular book. I, like I said, I never read it before this, and I'm super glad I did. It's great. It's really good. Like, yeah, it, it turns out uh, this well-regarded book, pretty good. Yeah. The art is really, really good. It's hard. Like, painstakingly to, good. Yeah, it's hard to, like, I don't know if I could ever really say there's, like, a bad Alex Ross book. Like, whatever. You could say, like, 
he's done covers for some like the maybe like something on the interiors like didn't deliver to like how good the cover art was but like it's hard he's just such a unique talent and like such norman rockwell that's what i was trying to like think yes. Of. yes that's like kind of like what um because when, when you look at it it doesn't look like the traditional like ink like pencils and ink it's like like he, you said it's painting oh he's someone who's getting paid like yes that, that dude's got like even if like he's not like getting like a ton of money for all this stuff like i've seen what his stuff sells for uh that dude is getting paid for all this shit in a big bad way oh yeah but just the you know no it was i loved everything about it. i thought it was entertaining the art was great the the trade back that you have has a bunch of great stuff and, in the back. I mean, Mark Wade, like we haven't really talked about Mark Wade as a writer. Like he is usually, I mean, he's a legendary writer and rightfully so. Like a lot of what he has put out there is really great. Like his Flash run is um, the first thing that kind of comes to mind. That's really incredible. This is really great. Like he's a really solid writer. Like um, I mean, he did a great run of Fantastic Four as well. Like he's Mark. Like there's been a, you know some stuff of his that like I haven't liked, but I don't, that wasn't really even necessary to say. Like most yeah. of what he does, like he's a really like solid, great writer. And this is like right in that. Like this is it's an epic. I don't. There's no other real term that i can really use for it. it's great yeah and it's a force like and they do it it's like compact it's d- a little dense but it's compact it happens quick yeah honestly like the thing that slows you up is like looking at all the art it's just like yeah. you, you can't not look at it it's amazing no uh, thumbs up absolutely yeah so i mean uh we'll see kind of where the dc universe like the movie universe is going but uh, you know, the impression that you kind of get from what James Gunn has been putting out there on various social medias is this is going to be a big inspiration for it. And if this is kind of the tone, and I think if I had to take a guess, I think kind of the tone he's going for is just like, you know, juxtaposing man versus gods. Yeah. I mean, even if you go with like, they're saying like our, our first chapter or whatever they're calling it is like gods and monsters. Like, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of like street level people affecting like larger events, I guess. Yeah. That's just a guess. I could be wrong, but we'll see. That's kind of what I'm taking from this. I don't know. Read the book. It's incredible. Glad I finally got around to it. Yeah. There's Uh, a lot of goddamn comics out there. I'm glad you gave it to me like with enough time to like read it properly. Oh, you just didn't read it today. I mean, I read the second half of it today. (laughs) I already know what I'm giving you next week. Oh boy. A hard time. I mean, probably. Oh, well, that's, okay. that's every week. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, boy. What are we getting next week? We'll talk about it at the end of the show. I haven't read it. I just got in the mail today. All right. There, there we go. Oh, you were waiting for something to come in the mail, weren't you? No, it just happened to come out this week. I'm like, oh. sure, let's do this. All right. Well, there you go. All right. All right. We're going to move on from there. Last segment, letters to the editors. A lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. You can write us in at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. If you want to ask us questions, I, I greatly appreciate if you just send like an email with just like five to ten questions. I enjoy the block email questions. I'm like, good. I can just keep going back to this. There we go. <laughs> just list them all off in one. Uh, I just follow this up. It, I saw something about box office. Yeah, with box office drop, uh, the question... I shouldn't pull this up. Whatever. I'm just going to go off memory. Oh. Um, I'm still getting the gist of it. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, with the box office performance of like Ant-Man and the Wasp and mm-hmm. Shazam, yeah. what do you think that means for the future of comic book movies? So I look at, like, for me, I don't think there's a there's not a lot in the tea leaves to read here. 
Oh, I disagree, but continue. Oh, my, my philosophy is that these are kind of, granted, Ant-Man is, is becoming more of a, a central character in what's happening with this Marvel Universe new arc, but, like, it doesn't have, like, it's also the third movie in the series. Like, Doctor Strange did pretty well at the box office. Like, I mean, But, I like, think- Shazam, like, for me, I think the numbers of Shazam are more reflective of the chaos and the like people are like well why do i need to go watch this movie because it sounds like all these current movies or movies leading up to this really don't have any weight on what's going to happen next so like if i'm going to go i can go and and just enjoy it but i think like it's part that like these are kind of i don't want to call them secondary characters but they're not like the headliners of their respective universes a but b i think the availability to get movies on streaming not that long after they've been on the big screen is appealing to people to be at home i think that's um i can see that being part of it yeah Yeah. just you don't have to wait that long for that return to just not leave the house yeah like think about how long you had to wait until something came out on dvd or Redbox. well i mean even like back in the day like getting a movie like out on vhs could sometimes take like a year and a half like after it came out yeah so like the wait you know the if you're patient, and plus it does cost a lot to go to the movies, but I think part of the reason it costs a lot to go to the movies is people aren't going to the movies as much as they were before. Um, my kind of response to this is looking at our kind of like post-COVID, if you want to, however you want to define it, like box office. Like, what is the stuff that has done well? Like, Avatar did well. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick did well. Yes, it did. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, I think the answer, it's a very simple answer. Um and I, I do like that Marvel is slowing down. I didn't, those two examples, I'm not saying like they did well because there was a wait in between. Like, kind of the chatter before Avatar coming out was like, who's going to give a shit? It's been 12 years. It's blue cats that we've been making fun of ever since then because it's like Fern Gully and Dances with Wolves and blah, blah, blah. Shit made $2 billion and counting. Yes. I think the answer, and I know this is going to come off as overly simplistic, but I don't think it's terribly wrong. Just make something good. Like, I maybe the time has passed of just like we can crank out popcorn entertainment on a week to week like we're every student like hey we all we're all gonna separate we're all gonna like get our week or if we think there's something big we'll give it a little bit of breathing room and come yeah. out like three weeks later just to fill in our kind of like popcorn entertainment but if you think that there's gonna be like a solid blockbuster just like based in unfortunately it's where like where we at like based on ip if it's not good people just aren't going to show up in the same way right now i don't think yeah also i think you have black adam and and the second shazam movie coming out so close to each other and black adam soured some people i think that's part of it too so like you said there's the overlap you know the the time in between movies also like you know the time in between shazam and ant-man also like you're you're diluting the money you're you're like it already costs a lot to go to the movies, but now, like, we would go on, like, there were times we'd go a couple times a month for the show, and that kind of, that stacks up. But now, you know, you're very selective about what you well, have I, us go I mean, see, I because it's re- like... Going back to even, like, a couple of years back, like, I, when um this was even, this was pre-show, like, Batman v Superman and Captain America Civil War were scheduled to come out the same week, and it came down to, like, who's going to blink first? And yeah. DC moved, like, oh, shit. And yeah. you know what did better? The better movie. Like yes. I think if people are still getting back into that groove of like, and also like you said, like fucking movies got everything got pricier. Like if you want to get 
asses in seats, you got to be good. You can't just deliver popcorn, which popcorn is fun sometimes. I do love popcorn. But if you want people to show up for these things, and for the most part, like, I mean, Marvel's done like well with this and you know there have been imitators that haven't done as well but like if you want people to show up like you got to deliver the goods like ant-man is gonna be a failure even though i don't even think it's a bad movie like i know it's getting shit on i, I still yeah. don't think it's that bad no i was entertained by ant-man but i think but i have know. no interest in seeing it again no not until it's you know available to easily rewatch. i think that's where some people are too there is a i think there is a bit of fatigue I think there's a bit of a financial piece to it. And I think, like you said, quality will pay out over time. But I wouldn't have fatigue if everything was great. Yes. If like if you're delivering like quality, 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 I'm not going to have fatigue. If you're giving like, well, there is a point with how much content is out there now. Like if you're just giving me pretty good, then like even if it's pretty good, it's still going to kind of fall to the wayside. It ends up because being, there's so much out there right now. It ends up being that, you know, the law of diminishing returns. Like I look at it like, you know, let's say a team runs a really good play in football and they run it and they're able to get, you know, it's a very good play for them and they run it repeatedly. After a while, if you don't run that play well, or you don't run it right or adjust to what's going on around you, you're not going to get the same push out of it. I think that's kind of where like quality pays out over time. There yep. you go. All right. That's my thought. Um, Long show. Boy, yeah. these shows are going to get a lot shorter when Picard goes away. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we don't talk about it that's for That's a good point. Minutes. Or or maybe like we just, you know, <laughs> well, also when Mandalorian goes away and there's so much to talk about. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, go to Editor's Note Comics. Check that. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash Editor's Note Comics. Dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to things behind the paywall, including Pod to the Dark Tower. Two episodes out. We're recording episode three. I don't know soon. All right. There you go. Well, it's going to take you all to recover from this episode because there's some work behind this. But anyway, editors, uh, note comics on Patreon. Check that out. Dollar a month. You can also connect with us uh, by emailing us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can also do us a big favor. Interact with us by rating, reviewing, and above all, subscribing to the podcast if you haven't done that yet on your favorite podcasting platform. You can find Zach on social media. Just look up editors, note comics. Yeah, I'm there. Yep. And you're there, too. At Junior Rich. Doing something. Yep. Next week, we're doing another comic. It's going to be the Barry Windsor Smith story from Marvel Comics Presents doing the Wolverine Weapon X story. Ooh. And Picard, obviously. Come on, kids. We'll be back. Bye.